Well, Coach, coming off the win against Hayes, obviously a different preparation style and a way for you to really bounce back from Del Valley. And we talk about what you learn every single week, and I think that's a good mantra because you preach about it all the time from the standpoint of how do we learn from one game to the next, how to get better because we're not as good as we can be. What would you learn from Hayes? I am trusting our team more and more every week, every day, every game. I hope that our players are continuing to to learn to trust our coaching staff. I think when anytime when you're doing something that's as important to all of us is this game of football in the state of Texas, we're ever becoming more trusting of each other. I, I was a little worried, to be honest with you, before the Hayes game, just because uh, I knew how good they were. I didn't know if my I'd gotten across well enough to my players on how important it was for us to to really respect them. And boy, our kids answered the bell. The reason that we were able to do what we did is there was a, a great week of preparation and there was a a huge uh, sense of uh, excitement to play the game this bunch they like the big stage I can already tell and that's going to bode well for us down the stretch and you look at what you were able to accomplish by doing things differently do you have the ability and the personnel to be able to make changes on the fly to be able to do what great teams can do make the small amount of adjustments to make yourself even more productive. And that word productive, we use it every single week when identifying those players that have performed well based on the numbers and based on your equations of how good football and winning football is to be played. Brady Lamb answered the call. Tony Salazar said, you know what, we're only going to play with four DBs. And Brady gets the opportunity to kind of be that chat backer, and he responded with his first opportunity to be the most productive. Part of that trust factor is being pleasantly surprised on game day. Were you pleasantly surprised at how your defense and your defensive coordinator responded to the Hayes offense? Nothing really surprises me anymore about the dominant performances. You can't be entitled to them just because they happened last year. And that's the one thing I wanted our players and Tony talked to our defense. We got to go out and do it. We learned a lot from last year. There, were, there was confidence. Uh, Brady Lamb, I'm glad you mentioned him, is a fabulous young little football player and getting better all the time. He's one of our better tacklers. What more do you want than, than against that style is to have, you know, 11 guys that are really good tacklers. And, and he is a guy that, uh, you know, this summer, we played him with our seven-on-seven bunch, our number one seven-on-seven bunch, probably a lot more than he thought he would. All he did was just hustle his tail off and, and do what he was supposed to do, and he'd become a pretty good player. Cold, rain, wind, not necessarily the equation that you want for your senior quarterback to kind of knock the rust off off of being off a week. It's probably one of the better first halves that a Westlake quarterback has had in a long time, and I actually brought up during the broadcast the 2016 performance, Sam Ellinger against Hayes on his birthday. And I think Kirkland Michaud had one of the finer halves of football that we've seen from the quarterback position after being off a week. From your perspective, both as a player and as a coach, you know, just nursing the injury and coming back and playing at that level. No, it was big. As we get uh, farther into this uh this season, one of the things I'll state the obvious, we have great depth at the quarterback position, and we have developed that through um, through a process that, that made a lot of people uncomfortable early in the year, but it was very beneficial to us. I think it showed up against uh, Lake Travis when Kirkland, who really played well, I wouldn't say great, but he played really good against Lake Travis. Well, he goes down, and, and Kate Clevin comes in, and, and, uh, and we almost win the game with a sophomore at the end of the game. And then Drew continues to get better, but uh, it was important. I have uh, invested over the last three weeks more reps in Kirkland than I have in the other two with the number ones. And for him personally to, to establish himself as the guy right now, uh, it was important to go out and play that way and, and not let a week off be a factor. He, he played really well. Uh, offensive line protected well. The wind, it was kind of one of those nights that it was a straight wind, and it's actually tougher throwing with it 
than is against it. And all all three of our quarterbacks have, I would uh, categorize them as good to really good arm strength for high school quarterbacks. And they all spin the ball well into the wind, and, and so it really wasn't a factor to us. You look at the way you were able to establish the run, and you started to talk about it a couple of weeks ago with Zane Miners, another junior that's starting to really find his place, you know, a trained wide receiver that is getting his opportunities in the backfield. But it really starts with the example that Gray Knack for Jackson Coker and even Jacks Crockett set on being able to play without the ball in passing situations. Zane clearly got more reps against Hayes than he's had the majority of the year. Are you starting to become more comfortable with the way he plays without the football? No doubt. That's where I I see there's little nuances of this offense that excites me that we haven't scratched the surface yet. And a lot of times people look at me funny when I say that. They're going like, that's kind of a negative state. I said, no, that's a positive state. That's good. We're not we're not as good as we can be. And, and, and he is a part of that because it's pretty easy to see the explosion. His catching the ball has improved so much because uh, we do use him for the last two years. We've, we've trained him as a hybrid. Now he's, he's starting to be more physical in his pass protection. And so uh, I trust to have him on the field for three downs. Uh, and that four uh, just continues to do that. And, and then you'll see some more of Jackson Coker in all of it. From an offensive standpoint, we are more difficult to defend by personnel right now than we were you know, week one, two, or three. Let me dive inside your headset a little bit, Coach, because you know, I field these questions from time to time, and, and I just want to know from your experience, and it sounds like a stupid question, but is it possible to have too much ammo on offense when you're trying to p- call plays and keep things straight, or is it something that's so embedded in you in 35 years you, you've been able to go, no, I know what I want to do here? Does it ever get too confusing when you've got so many weapons? No, no, absolutely not. It is nice to have from the standpoint of when someone, a team, and it's good coaching, is going to do something uh, in the first two possessions different than you've seen. When you have the personnel that you do, if you have it, it makes it easy to make adjustments because a lot of times the adjustments that someone has made is to take someone away. It's not necessarily so much they've changed their scheme, but within their scheme they have said, this is not going to happen tonight. Ryan Lindley is not going to catch you know, 10 balls for 185 yards. And you know what? Some people can do that. You can you can put enough people out there to make that happen. That's fine. We will go in a different direction. Or it might be playing a real light box because we're not going to get beat by you throwing the football up and down the field tonight. No, it doesn't. It doesn't get too much snow at all. As we flip to Anderson, brief preview here, we'll talk about what they've been doing right. And it's always a good story. Daniel Hunter, former Wesley coach, first head coaching job, and he is finally getting into that time where it's his program. He's got his players, even though they've switched in the style of play over the calendar year, they have been incredibly productive, a 6-2 and two record, and they're holding on to that playoff spot, and they kind of control their own destiny. That is a dangerous team. Uh, coach Hunter, I told him last year, I said, man, I think you've done one of the fabulous jobs around the greater Austin area. Really, really respect the job that him and his staff have done. I always look at it when you when you are evaluating the team you're going to play, how many of them would you say, gosh, I, I, wish, I wouldn't kick them to the curb. I mean, they've got some players on deep. they got a safety named Langford. They got a corner named Hood. They got some defensive linemen that do a great job playing with their hands. They got some guys that really good teams across the state would go, hey, I'd take him. They are six and two right now, and I want our players to understand their care factor is way high. I think that's good for us. I told our players just a little while ago, I said, uh, you know, I would rather be playing in the ninth game of the season, someone who's six and two and has got a dog in the hunt and still playing for playoffs than someone who was, you know, one and eight and had no hope of making the playoff at all and really had kind of checked it in. 
And it's really unique that those middle-of-the-pack programs that are vying for those spots are on your schedule and on Lake Travis's schedule as well because as the chips fall, you can only play who's in front of you. Both Anderson and Bowie are meaningful ball games, and games 9 and games 10 only help to solidify that care factor that Westlake has to have because you're in the same boat. You might be ahead of them in the standings, but you're in the same boat. It sometimes is hard to get better when you're not getting a lot of resistance. And I know one thing... Uh, Anderson will give us a ton of resistance. We will give them a ton of resistance. Our players will absolutely be ready to play. Hayes had our attention. Anderson definitely has our attention. Karsten Gruse is one of those quarterbacks that you look at as an evaluator and you go, man, what if he played in a, in, at a different school? What if it looked similar to how Lake Travis or Westlake or Vandergrift or these high-powered programs? This is a guy that has moved from one offense and been the, the field general for it last year and then completely switched. That, to me, is a talent in and of itself to be able to be comfortable in two different schemes. And one thing he's very good at is when it's not there passing the ball, he's ready to beat you with his legs. He does a really nice job running the football. They've got two very capable wide receivers. But the thing that, that just jumps out to you is 11 rushing touchdowns. And he's a big kid. They are running him in the red zone. He, he is their biggest red zone threat and short yardage threat. You look at the numbers. You look at the production. You look at the way he's taking care of the football. And um, you take all the quarterbacks in um, District 25-6A. You know, he's right up there in the top, probably top three. He really is as far as what he's done this year. This is a special senior class. You've talked about it being a full circle class for you. Seventh grade, you arrive, this is the first seventh grade bunch. And this is a special night for them because you honor them and they're unique because not only are they your first full circle class, but they're also representing the 50th anniversary of Westlake football. So it means a little bit more coming into senior night. Yeah, it, it does. You know, when we get, you get a little nostalgic. I, I've known the Mangum family so long. I've known Mark and known April since they were in high school and known Mason, known Max. And it dawned on me when I got the job that this is Mason's seventh grade class. And if I stayed here six years, that that would be a full cycle and Mason Mangum and his crew would be the first cycle through. And as the years have gone on, that's been kind of cool. It's been a really good group. It's been a group that I think when they were in eighth grade and we knew when we got them together when they were in ninth grade, they were, we had very high hopes for them. You could kind of see where Hill Country maybe lacked, Westridge gave, and they just were a beautiful mesh when they stepped into ninth grade. They're, they're a pretty special group to me. But it's a really unique group, the guys that have continued to stay and bought in. And we talk about the importance of the attack team from a preparation standpoint. It takes a special dude to say, this is how I'm going to contribute to this football team. Guys like, you know, Shaz Moman and A.J. Shaw and all of these guys that have the opportunity to play elsewhere and choose to stay here. They're buying into it as you would an entry-level employee. You're like, hey, I'm going to work for this company because this sucker's going on my resume and it's only going to look good and I'm going to learn and I'm going to get better. And to me, that's tough to find at 16, 17, 18 years old. In the game of football we're in right now, where our game is under attack, to be honest with you, across the country with, with concussions, there are a lot of programs that we play against that their numbers have hurt because of that. I believe that this game has never been safer than it is right now with the equipment and the tackling. And it's my job and it's my assistant coach's job is to make sure that it continues to be a great game and that we continue to, uh, to make it safer. Now, I say all that to say this. 
guys like Shaz Moman, guys like uh, Burbett, guys like Hoover. I can go on and on, the guys on our attack teams, that at other schools, they've gone by the wayside a long time ago. You know, they've, they've, they've hung it up. Westlake football, the Chaparrales are important to them, and they want to be a part of it. But they don't want to be just some dude that doesn't have a role. And they know how important their role is and the way that their teammates treat them. The guys that play, if you ever want to see some really, really excitement uh, at a Westlake game, if we ever have the opportunity to get our third team guys in, the first and second team guys are like, they're so fired up on sideline because these guys deserve and they're such a big part of what we do. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Thank you so much.